welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here. And today, I can't even tell you what I'm going to call this sucker. I swear to God, my sweetie and I, I was just downstairs and I was like, Sweetie, here's the premise. This is what I'm going to be talking about. I need to come up with a name for the show. And we were ping-ponging back like titles. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. I'm just going to go and do it. (laughs) Maybe by the end of it, I'll know what I want to call it. But I'm going to keep it pretty short, too. I think this one is going to be, um, like, what do they say? Small but mighty. It's going to be impactful. But I think I'm going to be able to get across the heartbeat of what I'm trying to say pretty succinctly in like a short amount of time. But it doesn't mean it's going to be any less powerful. So hopefully this is something that's going to make you think. And I think that's one of the things that I most love about doing um, a podcast is I always say, and I say this to my clients and members of the nest as well. I always say that anybody I work with, I always say, I'm not here to try and convince you of anything, to get you to change, change your mind. I'm not here to um, tell you what to think. This is always an invitation for you to think for yourself. So all I can share is something like whatever's rolling around up in this noggin, right? Whatever divine inspiration might come through. I get to share it with you and then you get to decide like, oh yeah, that piece was helpful. Like shit, man, I never looked at it that way. Or yeah, that's valid. Or I think I'm going to try that out or I can relate double amen hands or whatever the thing is. So today I just kind of want to talk about this concept of, um, I did a show, I did a show, Jesus, I don't know how many episodes ago, it might've been at least a year or so ago. And I think it was titled something like when life is a motherfucker, you know what I'm trying to say? When life is a motherfucker. Um, And one of the things that I opened up that conversation with is uh, when life feels like it's squeezing you, when you feel like you're being squeezed. And I was thinking about this yesterday because I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about... um, a situation in their life where they felt they didn't use these words, but as they were talking to me, I kept hearing in my head, Oh yeah, you're just being squeezed right now. Here's the big squeeze, right? This maybe I'll call this the big squeeze, but so there was a big squeeze that was happening and it made me think of a couple of things. So I'll just tell you a couple of these two stories. And then I'll, like I said, I'm going to dive in and then like wrap this sucker up. Um, But it was making me think about something that was said to me once by my former uh, business coach, one of my mentors, and now my my friend, Bill Barron, when he was talking about how, um, because I was saying to him one time on one of our business calls, I was saying uh, our coaching calls that I felt like I was being squeezed 
I was like, dude, I just feel like, and I like, as you can tell, if you're watching the show right now, you'll see, like, I am like rubbing my forehead. I was just like, oh, like, oh, I just feel like I'm being squeezed by my life or whatever the thing was at the time. Right. And so much of how I often feel squeezed is um, basically me squeezing myself, which is, here's the point. He said to me, you know, all pressure comes from the inside. And I was like, oh man, you know, and this is why I always say when smarty pants people are saying smarty pants things, I am smart enough to listen. <laughs> and it's why I love being a lifelong learner. And I love putting myself in close proximity to people who, um, you know, I think have, um, helpful or valuable or insightful or expanding, like expansive thoughts that help me to expand myself, my mind, my point of view, whatever. And when he said that to me, it wasn't like I didn't on some level know that, but it was just what I needed, just at the right time, said in the right way, where that sucker just like, boom, it just like hit me in the head, like, whoa, like it just woke me up. And when he said, all pressure comes from the inside, it occurred to me, it's like, oh yeah, I'm my own boss. First of all, I work for myself. So there's like no boss who's like, there's no middle management, right? I always say when, 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 when a friend of mine, who's also self-employed or a solopreneur or, you know, small business, they run the thing and they'll be like, yeah, and I have no time off and this is happening and there's so much to do and da, 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 da. I'll jokingly say to them, Hey, let me, let me talk to your manager. Let me talk to your boss. What's their name? What's their number? And they start laughing because they realize, oh yeah, I'm the one doing this to myself. <laughs> okay. So number one, that was very insightful about the squeeze. Right. And I said, I feel like Bill, I was like, Bill, I feel like I'm being squeezed like a tube of toothpaste. And he said, all pressure comes from the inside. So I had to step back and take a look at myself and say, in what ways am I squeezing myself? Was I doing it on time in my schedule and my calendar and my expectations and, or, or not having good boundaries or like, there's a thousand ways that we can squeeze ourselves, right? With this pursuit of bull, this bullshit pursuit of perfection. And this is the thing, you know, I have a, um, somebody else, I think it was Jim Fortin who says that, uh, 70%, 70% is perfect, right? There's no actual 100% perfection. Perfection. I always say to people, perfection doesn't really exist, not in the way that the ego determines it. I think we as extensions of the divine, I think we as, um, spiritual beings, cosmic beings, uh, light of the world, God's kids, you know, I think that we are in that way as spirit, perfect. But in the terms of perfection in pursuit of the ego, how the ego likes everything to be a particular way or wants it to look a particular way or sound a particular way, or I can't put this out into the world yet. My idea, my book, my story, my art, my creativity, my product, my project, my offer, whatever. I can't do it because it's not perfect yet. That's just a load of crap. That is just the biggest ball of bullshit ever that the ego is trying to inflict on you. So a lot of times though, that um, quest for perfection is the thing that feels like a squeeze for a lot of people. So I don't know the way that you in particular squeeze yourself, you might put yourself, and I, so, you know, that's, this is where you get to ask yourself, what's that about for me? How do I squeeze myself? 
That's number one. These are really important questions. And this is going to lead into the next step, right? So let's just pause there though and talk about this. How is it that I squeeze myself? So, and then here's the next part. When I feel squeezed, when I feel like I'm being squeezed, right? Internally, what is, what, how does it show up? How does it, here's the question. Here's a good question, KK. How does it make me feel when I'm squeezed? And this is really helpful information because when you figure out how it is that you do the squeezing, because all pressure comes from the inside, and then you figure out how it makes you feel, then you get to decide, do I want to keep doing, <laughs> do I want to keep doing this shit? Why would I want to keep doing it this way? And why do I want to keep doing this shit? Why do I want to keep squeezing the bejesus out of myself? Because it's so not soothing. Okay, that's number one. So write these suckers down if they're helpful, okay? And then what it got me to thinking about when I was talking, because I started off saying I was talking to a friend and we were talking about this feeling of being squeezed. And they had said something like, and, I've, and I'm going to like, I often sometimes the characters in, my, in, in this particular story, it's like a conglomeration. It's like a mixture of a bunch of people uh, who will often say, if you've ever heard yourself say this, they make me feel. If you've, double amen hands, if you've ever heard yourself, well, you make me feel like I'm stupid or you make me feel like I'm wrong or you make me feel like I'm not good enough or you make me feel like I'm not lovable, like blah, blah, blah. If you've ever said, you make me, if you've ever assigned to somebody else, right, that they had the power to make you feel like anything, just own it, just own it. We have all done it at some point in our life where we gave somebody else in our mind the power to quote unquote, make us feel like something. And so often what happens is, is that somebody else might apply pressure, right? In a particular way. And the way that you experience the pressure might be because they say something critical of you, or maybe they give you like some feedback that you didn't want, or maybe they say or do something to you and you feel like, well, that wasn't nice. That makes me feel like blah, 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 blah. And one of the things that I always tell, again, anybody I work with in whatever capacity, right? Clients, one-to-one, -one, group coaching, whatever the thing has been. I always say, nobody can make you feel like anything. What you're experiencing on the inside when there is external pressure. And like I said, that pressure might come from an unkind comment, a rude remark, uh, somebody cutting you off in traffic, somebody uh, cheating on you, betraying you, leaving you, firing you. Like there's a thousand ways for people to feel squeezed, right? But here's the thing. When you are being squeezed by this quote unquote external force, this is what the ego mind likes to tell us. It likes to project its shit out there and then we experience it. But we forget that we're the ones who are actually doing it because again, all pressure comes from the inside. So it's like this whole cause and effect thing. And so often we give away our power by making the cause be something outside of ourselves, right? It's not fair. They did this. And now I feel this. And so when I realized that when somebody is being squeezed, and it, when we were talking about this yesterday with my friend about the pressure or the feelings that they were experiencing, 
and they were attributing it to their relationship with somebody else. So I just did this thing where I, I do this little thing that originally came from Wayne Dyer. Okay. So some of you might know who Wayne Dyer is. He is now, he is no longer with us in bodily form, but he lives on, he lives on in his teachings through his books, his videos. I think both his daughters now also, they have books out and a podcast. And so they kind of are following in the footsteps of their dad's legacy. And so Wayne used to tell this story. Uh, and I think he did it live once on, you know, like how on PBS used to be on all these PBS specials and stuff like that, but he did it somewhere. I can't remember where he did it, or maybe I read about it or I saw it. I can't remember. I mean, it was a wicked long time ago, but Wayne used to, to do this thing where he would like bring an orange on stage and then he would pick somebody in the audience and he would say to them, you see what I have in my hand? And they'd be like, yeah, it's an orange. And he'd be like, well, if you squeeze an orange, what comes out? And they'd be like, juice. And he'd be like, yeah, is it, but would it be apple juice that comes out? And they'd say, no, it's orange juice. And they'd say, well, why does orange juice come out? And they'd say, because that's what's inside an orange. And then he would go on and on and on. He'd say, well, if you squeeze, if you squeeze a, a lemon, what comes out? Lemon juice. Well, why does lemon juice come out? Because that's what's inside a lemon, right? And he would, he would do this whole thing. And so his whole point was that when you squeeze an orange, You'll always get orange juice because that's what's inside of it. And you can apply this also to human beings. And this is what I was saying to my friend the other day. I was saying, okay, so if I squeeze you, what's going to come out? And there's always this moment where it's like, oh, and it's so powerful, you guys, because here's the, one of the reasons why I do the work that I do why I try to help people transform from the inside out. Because if what you believe or what you experience as being on your inside is negativity, um, anger, rage, blame, shame, guilt, I mean, all the things that I love, right? If that's what you think is within you, or if that's what you don't work on remembering that what you really are is love. But if we're not aware of that, we think we're all these other things. We think we're all these emotions and these issues and these problems and this negativity. So if you're somebody who's not aware that you are love or you're not a, a somebody who has done the work or continues to do the daily work to transform any negative thoughts, these negative, and I don't mean just like, um, like, oh, you have to be a positive poly all the time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we want to transform what's inside so that what we mostly are experiencing on the inside, right, is that happiness, is that love, is that joy, is that peace. So that when we get squeezed, what comes out are those things. Because so often what happens is if we're a person who walks around with a lot of anger, with a lot of rage, with a lot of shame, with a lot of guilt, with a lot of blame, with a lot of impatience, that's one of mine, right? I've always had to work on that. Um, with a lot of frustration, with a lot of negativity or whininess or unfairness or whatever our beliefs are, our identity, what, we, what we've come to believe about ourselves. When we get squeezed, What's going to come out of us are those things. And so when I was talking to my friend, I said, 
Well, when you're getting upset and you're thinking it's this external situation or this external person, what's happening is, is they're really reflecting to you something that's inside of you already. And they just happen to be bringing it out. You think you're being squeezed by them. But what the big squeeze is, is that you're realizing like a tube of toothpaste, when you get squeezed, this is what comes out of you. I'm just going to pause so that can like land for a second, because it's really important that you get this pot. <clears throat> and I'm not talking to you like you're stupid. Some of you might be like, got it, KK, got it. But it's important that we pause and really look at that. And again, ask ourselves, if I get squeezed, so think about it. You're running behind. You're running behind, right? You're running late to work. And uh, whatever happened, your dog puked on the carpet, your kid wouldn't get their shoes on, like the, the, the you had a flat, the car needed to be jumped, whatever happens that would put you behind schedule. And then you get your, find yourself like in traffic or something happens and you find yourself screaming into the windshield. You find yourself flipping people off, right? You find yourself uh, pounding your, your, your dashboard or hitting your steering wheel or freaking the fuck out. Nobody outside of you is making that happen. What's happening is, is you are in a pressure situation or you are in a situation where you are feeling quote unquote squeeze and what's coming out of you is what's inside of you. So if we're not willing to take a look at that and take some ownership and take some responsibility for how we behave, what choices we make, what words we use, if we feel quote unquote triggered or our buttons get pushed. And this is the thing is I want to be the kind of person who can always take responsibility for how I choose to show up, how I choose to be, and the energy that I choose to circulate or put out into the world. I don't want to have to blame it on the people. In fact, it's one of the things I talk about, like, you know, I mean, I haven't had a drink and it's always been like 20 years. So I just chose, I did not, I did, I am not sober. I'm going to do a whole podcast about this too. I don't identify as sober because I never had a problem with alcohol in that way. Uh, I always just say, I am a, I'm a non-drinker. I am somebody who has chosen to, to not drink um, in, for almost like 20 years. But one of the things that I would often see back when I was a bartender, back when I was in food service, back when I was a waitress and, and I would be in bars a lot, right? And you just see people acting ridiculous or saying things. And then later they'd say, oh, I didn't mean it. I was drunk. Oh, I didn't, you know, or, or, or. and I would always think to myself, I never want to be able to blame my behavior, my words, my actions, how I was showing up on something outside of me, on something that, you know, I chose to put in my body to uh, make my brain and my common sense, uh, you know, like uh, fall asleep. So uh, and that's, again, not a, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just saying I choose for myself not to do that because I've always wanted to be able, not always, I shouldn't say that I have grown into the kind of person I have remembered myself, my true self enough, <coughs> excuse me, at this point in my life that I want to be responsible. I want to be 100% responsible for my happiness, for my peace of mind, for my behavior, for my outcomes. I don't want to blame my shitty stuff, right? I, that's why I always say to people, you got to own both your brilliance and your bullshit. 
And when you start to recognize, oh, when I get squeezed, I tend to do this. And for parents, you can't, you know what I'm talking about, because if there's ever been a time when you like snapped at your kids or yelled at your kids or screamed at them so much that you scared them or, and you, you know, you know, that awful feeling that you have after most people, I can't say all parents feel that way. I've known some, some pretty sadistic parents, but most parents feel pretty shitty when they've snapped at their kids, right? When they recognize it. So I would say in that moment, you felt the squeeze by whatever was happening. It might about been them saying Marco Polo 15,000 times and bet might've been about them not going to bed, not putting their pajamas on when you've asked them for the fourth, fifth, sixth time, whatever the thing is that you're trying to be on a call, they're being loud, what, whatever happens that makes you like, and this could happen with anything it could happen with, you know, some people, their pets. You know, they get mad at their animals. Like there's a thousand ways to get triggered in the human experience, to get upset, to get, to feel squeezed. And what we want to be able to do is take a look at who and how we are when that pressure that comes from the inside, because the external things are not actually quote unquote, making us behave poorly. <laughs> That's on us, right? Like that is on us. And um, <clears throat> I was telling my sweetie when we were talking about, you know, what am I going to call this sucker? And I was talking about this whole thing about being squeezed. Um, we were discussing how Takat Nun, who just recently died, the, the beautiful Vietnamese monk who, um, he was just like the embodiment of presence, the embodiment of compassion. Like what an incredible teacher he has been for the world. And, you know, his followers who call him Tay, um, like the world, the world lost a, a, a in, in bodily form, right? So he transitioned out of his body. He, you know, technically quote unquote died, but I think he lives on in so many beautiful ways. But anyways, he came up in our conversation and I thought, you know, somebody like um, Tikhat Nun. I mean, I wonder, I said, what would, what would squeezing him look like? And I was like, oh, I wonder if he ever was squeezed, you know, towards the end of his life, because you got to remember, you know, we become, we become, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, impervious to the squeeze. We can be, we can get better and better and better. And I was saying, it's not that I think that life never squeezed him, but I think that he would be very quick to recognize that if he was feeling the squeeze or this external pressure, he would recognize he seemed to be the kind of soul and the kind of spirit and the kind of being that would recognize that it was something that he was doing to himself and he could stop it like that. He'd be like, oh yeah, because here's the deal, you guys. When I get squeezed, like my, my hope of myself is that I'm going to continue <clears throat> to be molded and shaped. Uh, really what it is, is I'm gonna return to my natural shape. <laughs> I'm gonna return to my natural state a hundred percent, which is just love. That's what this work is. It's just like getting polished and getting polished and getting polished and knocking off the rough edges and making enough mistakes that you learn. And then you remember, because this isn't a process of doing, I always say, this is not a process of becoming more spiritual or doing things to be good or special or holy or whatever. This is about remembering who you really are. This is about when, if there's going to be a squeeze, let it squeeze away all the bullshit, all the blocks, all the barriers we've built against love. 
this is what we're trying to do is trying to get back to the, the divine knowing of our truest self. And whether you call that soul or spirit or spiritual being or cosmic being or whatever you want to call it. But there's so many layers to this ego personality. And so when we get squeezed, that's usually the stuff that comes out first, right? It's like, ah, my negativity, my whininess, my shame, my blame, my guilt, my projection, all my stuff. But underneath it all is the you that is eternal, is the you that was perfect. Not the ego who's trying to act perfect and do all this shit, like the you that is truly and I don't mean you like with skin and hair and a body. I mean, like you, you, who you really are. And so uh, my sweetie and I were laughing and I'm like, you know, there's a reason. Remember that old commercial? Some of you might be too young, but there was this old commercial and they'd say, don't squeeze the shaman. <laughs> and shaman was like, it's a branded toilet paper, right? And so the guy in the store used to always say like, don't squeeze the shaman. And I think about that. I'm like, oh, don't, don't be squeezing KK, right? We don't but I'm the one doing the squeezing. This is the thing, you guys. When we're feeling that pressure, we have to stop. Well, you don't have to. You, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You get to. You get to pause. You get to recognize, ooh, I'm feeling squeezed right now. What's this about? Why am I feeling this way? What meaning am I assigning to this, to that person's tone of voice, to that person not listening to me, to that person not blah, 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 the thousand and one ways again that we feel triggered the button push or we feel squeezed. And then taking radical responsibility for it, to the meaning that we're assigning to it, to the perception that we're having, to the story that we're writing about it. Because really so often all that's happening is all this gunk, all this gunk that has often been sucked up and stuffed down is coming up to the surface. And we're not being shown our quote unquote true self. What we're being shown is all our pain, all of our hurt, all of our undealt with trauma, right? All the things that sometimes like come up because so often what it all really is, you guys, is fear. It's fear disguised as other things. So wouldn't it be amazing if we could get to that place that when we feel squeezed, what comes out of us is love? Like just imagine the kind of world it would be because maybe then we wouldn't even feel squeezed Maybe we would recognize, oh, this other person is behaving this way because it's a cry for love. It's a call for help. I don't have to let myself get wrapped up in all the drama of this thing. And this is why doing personal transformational spiritual work is so important for everybody, for everybody, for you know, <clears throat> people who are parents, people who don't have any, every single soul and person on the planet could benefit from, you know, doing, doing this kind of work, because this is how we're not only going to heal ourselves, we don't heal the world by going out there and externally trying to fix a bunch of shit. What we do is we go in here and we heal ourselves. And when enough people do this work and transform, when they transform from the inside out, 
then the world is naturally going to heal as well. Because all this world is, is a big collective energy of all of us. So the more of us, and this is why when other people do really well, when other people, their dreams come true, or they have a great success or whatever, there's a thought, they win the lottery, they, they find the love of their life, they have a baby, or they adopt a baby, or they get a new puppy. Like when the vibration, the energetic frequency is going up, we want to celebrate with them. Because as each individual does that, they have more love, they have more joy, they have more peace, they have more, right? This good stuff, then we go with them. They take us with them. So we want to celebrate all of that. So you guys, the next time that you're starting to feel the squeeze, you have to remember a few things. Number one, nobody makes you feel anything. This is a conscious choice that you are making, sometimes subconscious. This is why we have to have, oh, I shouldn't say have to, it's very helpful to have daily spiritual practices that allow us to slow down enough to recognize that something that we've gone out of our mind, we've taken a detour into fear. That place, you know, if you listened, I don't know what episode it was when I was talking about finding that pause between thoughts, right? As Vic, Victor Frankl says, in between stimulus and, and, and response, there's a space. And it's in that space that we actually get to choose and recognize, oh, I'm doing this to myself. I'm squeezing myself. And if we continue to do, if we continue to do our transformative work, then, and we shift what's inside and we start to remove Things like anger and um, anger and jealousy and envy and like being bitter and being cranky and being all those things, anxious and depressed and constantly worried and constantly judgmental. Like it's all fear stuff. Whatever is not love falls in the fear basket. And most of the stuff in the fear basket is not working in your favor or anybody else's either, right? And so I'm not talking about the little healthy fear sometimes that I always say that keeps you from doing stupid shit. Like I always say, like walking in the dark alleys in a strange city in the middle of the night, right? Like we want a certain amount of caution. I think that there's a good amount of healthy fear, right? So and, and I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the kind of stuff that, that, that um, you know, keeps you, keeps you feeling separate not only from your source, but from your brothers and sisters in the world, keeps you feeling stuck, keeps you in scarcity, keeps you sick, keeps you in lack, keeps you in believing in sin and all this stuff that is just designed to make you feel shitty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we want to be able to recognize, hey, I'm doing this to myself. And then ask yourselves, am I doing the work to transform from the inside out so that I return to that natural state of love, that there's more of that in me. So, you know, when KK gets squeezed, that I don't react with impatience, that I don't react with like, eh, like whatever would come out, right? You know, put up my dupes, have a sharp tongue, like whatever my natural proclivity might be. And I think it's important that you know yours. So if anybody wants to, um, if you listen to this and you want to, uh, let me know what comes out when you're squeezed. <laughs>
I'm always interested in knowing. Oh, you guys. So I hope this was helpful, right? So I'm just going to read this. Wayne Dyer, he says, when you squeeze an orange, you'll always get orange juice to come out because what comes out is what's inside. And you know what? You know what, my loyal listener, when you get squeezed, what comes out is what's inside you too. So we want to go back. It's almost like when I think about filling a cup, when I think about like pouring a glass, I'm like, what am I, if I was pouring into myself, what do I want to be poured into? Love, light, compassion, mercy, uh, tenderness, happiness, joy. Did I say patience? Patience. Um, yeah, just um, forgiveness. All the things, all the things that we would want for ourselves or for those that we love. You know, because I think about, um, when I think about the power that we have to affect one another with our kindness or our lack of kindness, with our um, support or lack of support, with our words of affirmation, our words of love versus attack, you know, it's like, why not treat each other with, with a depth of love that we would want for the people that we hold most beloved? And we want it for ourselves. Hopefully we want it for ourselves and let's have it for each other too. So when you get squeezed, my friend, what comes out? And if you don't like what comes out, then you know it's time to get down to business and do the work. And this is part of the work that we do in the nest. My spiritual membership, my spiritual, it's a mentorship. It's a membership, it's a community and it's a mentorship. Um, and I would, I always am inviting people into it. And I always say, I don't always say, I've been saying lately, because it just occurred to me, you know, this show has been out, we just had our 150th episode. And if you've listened to them all, if you binge listen to these things, or if you listen to all of them, or this re stuff resonates with you, I'm like, come join the nest, man. Because this, this show is really an extension of all these kinds of things that we talk about in the nest, the transformative work that we do. And the nest, it's all about this. It's about that 100% personal accountability for your happiness, for your peace, for who you're being and how you are being the embodiment and going back to, excuse me, Tick Hot Nun. He was being the essence. I think he embodied love and compassion and wisdom and kindness and tenderness and mercy and grace. And in, in such a, he is such an example, right? We've been lucky enough in our lifetimes, many of us, to bear witness to these teachers and these leaders who embody this. And that's what I'm going for too. I don't know if I have enough years left to be able, <laughs> you know, to continue to get there. And clearly my style is way different than a beautiful Buddhist monk who is very quiet and very like intentional in this way, very in. Um, but there's something about the power of proximity of being close to those kinds of people. And we're, I'm going to talk about this in a whole nother episode. Um, so you guys, this is what I have for you today. And when I talk about, well, let me just touch on that for a second, that power of proximity. You know, if you're, if you're in the household, it only takes one person, right? It takes one person in the household to be sane, to be doing maybe a daily spiritual practice, to be showing up in the energy, in the vibration, in the frequency of love consistently. 
to create miracles. Because this is what a miracle is. It is a shift in perception from fear to love. And when somebody in your you know, close proximity starts to do that, and you have enough and you start to notice the change in them and you start to notice that they feel different. You start to notice that you feel different when you're around them. Whew, whew, I am telling you miracles can happen. So you guys, this is what I have for you today. <laughs> so the nest will be opening up again in like, I don't know, April-ish sometime. That's the plan anyways, the plan could change, but that's the plan right now. So if you want to be on the um, the list to know when that's happening, man, just get, get yourself on that sucker. KarenKenny.com slash nest. We'd love to have you. We have a beautiful community of people uh, and we, we get a lot of work done, but man, do we have fun too. We laugh a lot as you can imagine. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a super duper rest of your day. I hope this was helpful in some way. And I always love hearing from you guys. So if you, you know, if you, I would say, if you found some value from this, if you find value from a particular episode or from the show in general, please share it. Please help me to spread the good word and spread the love. Um, you know, I try to get better all the time about asking for help. And I do need help from my listeners. I do need help from the people who, um, for lack of a better word, are in contact with my content. You know what I mean? That, that listen or participate or tune in or whatever. One of the greatest gifts you can give me, besides obviously like leaving a review or a rating on, in iTunes or Apple podcasts, that's great, whatever. But one of the greatest things you can do is share it with somebody. Let them know. Let them know what's going on. And, um, and if you just tell them like what you find valuable, then they'll probably be like, oh yeah, I could maybe benefit from that too. So don't bug people with like, don't cram it down their throat, right? But, but please happily share if it feels good to you. Okay, let's wrap this sucker up. As I always say, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, and yourself better than how you first found it. <laughs> wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.